Sulis, Tyler Hood, Tanner Gilmar, and Chris Dagger, whole crew here tonight. Um, we want to talk about so many topics tonight, guys. Um, we will obviously want to touch on protesting, everything that's been going on in recent weeks. We want to touch on the virus still. I mean, that people are forgetting like how, how many Americans this has killed. And um, if we have any time uh, at the end, we, we want to obviously we're a sports show. Um, and we want to bring sports coverage and information to our viewers. So we want to touch on, uh, you know, obviously the NFL or excuse me, the NHL starting back up and the NBA starting back up as well um, within the next month or two, maybe. Um, but, you know, let's let's, you know, dive right into it. Um, it's no secret what's been happening around the country, even now around the globe, um, other countries even protesting um, about the death of George Floyd on Memorial Day afternoon. Um I'll, I want to throw it, Chris. I want to, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. I just want to get your thoughts. Um, so many different yeah. directions we can go here. You know, obviously with protesting, you can start with racism. I mean, any direction you want to start with here, uh, be my guest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've the past three days I've been trying to, you know, think about what to say just because it's it, it's just such a you know it's a touchy subject and i'm really looking first first and foremost the the death of george floyd i'm sure you guys all saw the video yeah um it it, you know it was sickening it was you know it was really hard to watch um you know my my thoughts and prayers go out to all of george floyd's friends and family uh um and uh you know the, the the protests i i fully support the the riot, the riots, the looting, the burning down businesses and people's houses, that stuff, it's, you know, it's not needed. It, I, it's not helping change. Just ch- it doesn't it's not helping change. And, um, I, you know, like I said, I'm really trying to think about what I can do to maybe to just help and you can only do what you can do and just show kindness. And, you know, a big part of racism is ignorance and um, what you can do for yourself is to teach yourself the history of uh, systematic, uh, you know, racism in, in the, the, the justice system. And, you know, just looking back at my own education especially when I was younger and maybe it's because I was such a carefree kid and all I cared about was freaking recess. <laughs> I looking back at what I was taught during the civil rights movement and just what was going on in the fifties, it seemed very, yeah, that's what happened. But, and you didn't really, I felt like it wasn't really expanded upon and how can we learn from this it was more here's something that happened once with Rosa Parks. I, I implore anyone to teach them, just educate themselves on racism in general. Like, I, I don't know if you guys know about the story of Emmett Till. Um, yeah. That I, I didn't know about that until high school. Personally, it wasn't, it wasn't something I was taught at school. I learned it on my own and it's just a sickening story. And that's something that for me personally, it hit me real. It hit me really hard. Just something, someone can do something that cruel and evil. And 
you know, my, a big thing with me is to teach yourselves because it, it's a privilege to learn. It, it's a pr- it's a privilege that everyone has to learn from the past mistakes of all of our ancestors because we need to come together and I it. it <laughs> It's beyond. It, it, we're past this. I feel like we should be past this, and yep. it's you know, I I, I, can't, I can't even imagine like T what you're feeling. It's just it's frustrating, and just my heart goes out to everyone. Just yeah. I I I hate seeing what I'm seeing, and it's just it's really tough, man. Really of course, hundred percent. I mean, I think uh, you brought up a great point there. Um, education. Um, you know, being white, um, Chris and Tanner, obviously, um, we didn't have to grow up with, you know, any racism or any, you know, remarks, maybe walking down the street or things like that. Um, so what you said there was, was really important, you know, educate ourselves, you know, we have like the responsibility, um, and we have friends, we all have, um, African-American friends, um, T being primary example right here. And, you know, we don't, I mean, of course we can ask T questions, I'm sure like, we all do, you know, to, to try to educate ourselves on the matter at hand. But it, and at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to, to try to go back in history and bring up, you know, past, uh, you know, racism type of, you know, stories that have happened. You know, Chris, you brought Rosa Parks, Emmett Till, definitely um, both two prime examples. And um, that's kind of how me, per- or like for me personally, like I can educate myself that way and, and try to, you know, think about for the future, okay, what, what can I do to help? And, um, you know, that's really my primary focus right now is just trying to learn, um, about like the past and also trying to look towards the future about how we can get past this, uh, Tanner, I'll throw it to you next and and try to get your comments here. Well, first off, I just want to say, um, what happened to Breonna Taylor, uh, Ahmaud Arbery and more recently George Floyd amongst countless others that lost their lives to, police brutality and racism uh it was just sickening and and heartbreaking especially to uh to watch the videos and see and for that video to be displayed all throughout the world and uh for people to see their family members um on that video or friends it's just um it's really heartbreaking and um now on terms of protesting the injustice and fighting for what uh, what's right. It's just, I think it's beautiful what's going on right now, uh, that everyone is expressing, uh, what they believe is the right thing. And, um, of course there'll always be disagreements on how people are doing. Chris mentioned, uh, riots and looting and stuff like that, but I'll let T get into that. I know he has, um, I know he wants to touch on that topic a little later, but this is exactly what the men and women uh, of our country have have fought for on the battlefields um, a right to voice opinions um, and you know it for liberty and justice for all and it really does mean for all and I think until um, until that happens until there's justice for all there will be unrest but right now I think we're moving in the right direction um, I watched uh, George Floyd's funeral earlier today. Um, I thought that it was it was beautiful how people um, gathered around to pay their respects, and I think how it was 
how it, the whole thing I, I watched it, it was it was beautiful and um you guys also know that I'm a stats guy I like stats and not only did the entire country participate in these protests but 18 other countries uh did as well and this makes it if it's not the biggest one of the biggest civil rights movement in world history and i'm you know uh we can look back in a few years and i know i'll be able to tell my kids that um i was a part of this i went out to protest uh, at lansdale they had a little peaceful protest and um it's just uh we're witnessing history right now and i just think it's the protests are um are moving in the i know chris mentioned the the riots and everything but he can touch on that but yeah uh you know again i agree with everything you said there um it's great that you were able to go out and actually be a part of it um i think that was what was that yesterday two days ago two a couple days ago yeah a couple days ago okay a couple days ago um i want to touch on just a looting thing and i guess i'm going to segue into to what t has to say by asking this question like t i know different people and i know you can't answer for in different individuals but what do you think you know goes through the mind of people when you know you have some or most of the protesters just peacefully protesting and you have others who you know are a little bit more aggressive and and they want to you know vandalize cars and you know, loot stores and things like that. Like, is that just, you know, them being more frustrated than others? Or, you know, what do you think goes into that thought process? Let me kind of paint a picture a little bit. So for those of you that follow me on my Instagram, and for those of you that know me, um, one of my jobs is that I help my aunt and uncle at their storefront. And they've been in business for over 50 years. Black owned mind you um sunday was when the 52nd street in west philadelphia riots happened mm-hmm. and the entire day i'm just like on edge because even though that day i didn't work i'm calling up my family i'm like hey listen um you know y'all good nobody's acting crazy you know nobody's right. you know nobody's coming in you know trying to do anything like are y'all good i was like yeah 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 we good but the next day was my day to come in and I get there about an hour and a half before we would open. And as the video showed that I put on my Instagram page, we were looted. Um, most of my product was gone. Um, they broke through the door and they took what they wanted. And the thing about it was if these questions were asked of me, if I was asked to be put in front of a microphone and put in front of a camera and speak my mind on this, then I would have been furious. I would have been angry. Yeah, rightfully so. But the thing about it was I'm glad that I had the chance to calm down because my video somewhat went viral. It started spreading. So we all know Barry from Montgomery County Community College. That's where we're all from. That's where we all met. Barry shared the video and in his post of my shared video, there were discussions about why these things are happening. And I'm reading through these comments and there seems to be a disconnect. There seems to be a misunderstanding as to why these things are happening, why we're angry, why there are riots, why they're destroying stores. 
Not to say that I agree with it, because I certainly don't, but I understand. So let me paint this picture for you. Over 400 years, African-Americans have been oppressed. We were taken from a land, from our land, and then moved to a foreign land. And then we were considered property. We weren't people. We were property. We were like furniture that we sit on. Like the beds that we lay in. We were property. And then in the 1770s, when the founding fathers wrote the when the founding fathers wrote that document, that infamous document that said all men are created equal, it didn't count for us. It counted for them. And then as time goes by, the Civil War starts. So to kind of further reiterate this, let me let me paint this picture. Let's say, for example, for over 400 years ago, you have this gas pilot in this gas line that's hooked up. So let's say over 400 years ago, the slave trade happens and that gas pilot is lit, but it's low. You don't really notice it. It's low. Little little blue flame shooting out. Civil War happens. Flame shoots up a little bit more. Start to notice it a little bit. Okay. Supposedly, due to Abraham Lincoln, we are free. Not really. It took a little while. But we were considered free. But we were still considered second class citizens. So the flame is still there. So time goes on. So finally, African-Americans are tired of being second class citizens. We're tired of being oppressed. We want the same equal rights as the next man. So. We start to protest peacefully. And yet and still we are met with hoses. We are met with dogs. We are met with lynching. We are met with neighborhoods being destroyed. Businesses being destroyed. We are met with all these things. So that flame just gets a little bit more lighter. A little bit more gas is poured into that flame. But still under control. Leaders die. Martin Luther King. Malcolm X. Lee's leaders die. Flame gets up a little bit more. But still under control. Time goes by. Killings are still happening. The issue is they're just not being recorded. Now, with modern technology and cell phones, now we see exactly what's going on. So, with the differences in the school system, in addition to the killings, flame just shoots up more and more and more. The gas gets turned up a whole lot more. So, and I think what turned the gas on to full was this coronavirus that hit. Because with, with what happened was there are, there are a lot of people that are living paycheck to paycheck and they miss a paycheck. They can't pay their bills. They can't feed their kids. Heck, they can't even feed themselves. So coronavirus hits. A lot of people lose their jobs. Frustration is at an all time high. Some people can't get on unemployment to get benefits. So now the flame is at its highest at its pure highest. It's noticeable now. You can see it. Flame is shooting out. But once again, because it's controlled by a pilot, you can still control it. What happened to George Floyd? 
was like somebody taking a gallon of gasoline and throwing it on that fire. And this is exactly what's happened. Now it's an all-out blaze and you can't control it. This is the result of the fact that people have not listened to us when we say that we were being oppressed. This is the result. I understand the riots. I'm not for the destroying of businesses, but I completely understand because we were sick and tired of being sick and tired. Colin Kaepernick protested by simply kneeling during the national anthem and all of a sudden people were saying that he was protesting the flag. So recently Drew Brees comes out with his comment saying that he still finds it disrespectful for individuals to kneel during the national anthem. I, I'm going to say something that's probably different from what everybody else is saying. I respect his opinion. I honestly do. I respect it. But at the same time, Drew Reese has to respect where we're coming from too. That flag is supposed to mean liberty and justice for all. That flag is supposed to mean that all men are created equal. And the, and the fact of the matter is, it's not. It does not mean that all men are created equal. It does not mean that everybody gets the same advantages as the next person. It does not. Colin Kaepernick was not protesting the flag. He was protesting police brutality peacefully. Peacefully. He wasn't violent about it. He was vocal about it. He told people what he was protesting for. But it's like that. It's like that kid that keeps continuing to get bullied. And he tells everybody, this person is bullying me and it needs to stop. Tells his parents. He tells teachers. He tells everybody that he knows this person is bullying me. This is a problem and it needs to be fixed and nothing gets done about it. So guess what? The kid gets angrier and angrier and angrier as the days go on. And then eventually he snaps. And this is exactly the result, unfortunately, of what's going on. Now, I hope I painted enough of a picture for people to understand our pain, what we have gone through. We are in a country that, first off, we did not ask to be in. We are in a country that we were forced. Our ancestors were forced to be in. And then to bring up Drew Brees comments again, he talked about how his grandfather served in the world war and came back as heroes and they were considered heroes. Well, let me tell you something. When my grandfathers and my ancestors went and fought in that same war, when they came back, they came back to oppression. They came back to individuals saying, Hey, N word, you can't eat here. You can't sit here. You can't drink from that water. You can't use that bathroom. They didn't get the heroes. Welcome. Like everybody else did. They were disrespected. They were spit on. Not treated fair. This is the reason why the protests are happening. And the riots are happening. But here's the thing. And, I, and now I'm going to talk directly to everybody that's rioting. And everybody that's using their anger in a negative way. And they're looting. I understand your frustration. As a black man, I understand completely because I am beyond pissed right now. But here's the thing. You need to channel that anger into a more positive manner. Rioting and looting is not the answer. Rioting and looting within your own neighborhoods against your own people 
That ain't it. It's not the way to do it. You want to change the system and you want to make a change. Here's what we do. They finally have given us the right to vote. So use it. Use that power. Elect officials into the office that have your best interests at heart. And if you think that they're not doing a great job and they don't have your best interests at heart, then either you run or you encourage somebody else to run and you vote that person in. Your vote counts. That's your voice. And another way that you can change, that you can influence in a positive manner instead of rioting and looting, watch where your money goes, okay? A lot of these corporate businesses are government-funded. Places such as Walmart and, you know, in, in stores of that nature, Walmart, Target, things like that. So instead of shopping at those particular places, shop local businesses, shop at minority owned businesses, shop locally in your community. That money gets flowed back and forth into your community. The community grows. The community sees positivity within these store owners. And it's a happy system. Create more stores within your own community so that you don't have to rely on these other corporate stores for your everyday living. I haven't seen an old school department store in a long time. The only department stores I know of are Lowe's and Home Depot. So change that. That's all I'm saying. There's a positive way of doing these things. And the way they're going about it now is the wrong way. And listen, I'm going to tell you something right now because I've talked to people that have protested within the city of Philadelphia. They're not fighting fair. I can tell you that much right now. My friend, who I consider my brother, couple, lives a couple doors down from me. He participated in a protest um, on Monday night. And he was said that they were marching peacefully on Broad Street, on parts on a certain strip of Broad Street. It got to the curfew time. But they were being escorted the entire time by a police escort the entire time. And they were peacefully. He's and they were peaceful, he said. They didn't riot, they didn't loot, they didn't break any stores, none of that. They got to Broad and Spring Garden. They were met with a tank. They were shot point blank period. With those rubber pelt, with those rubber bullets, my friend was beaten five times with a baton. He, when I seen him, he had a limp. He was bleeding inside his mouth. He had a sore wrist. He was beaten. The exact thing that they are protesting is the exact thing that is happening to them. Peaceful protests. And they're still getting shot at. So I understand once again the anger. But this must, you must take that anger and channel it into a positive reaction. Because matching with fire with fire, that's not going to work. It's never going to work. Never. So please, I, I implore everybody that's watching this, that will watch this, that's listening to this, that will listen to this under the sound of my voice. I appreciate everybody that has reached out, that has supported this movement. 
But let's do it peacefully. And let's change the way we do things as a society. Let's change the way we think. Let's change the way we do things. Because the this ain't it. Running through businesses that, you know, hard working people have worked their entire lives for. This ain't it, fam. Yeah. My family owned business has been sitting there for over 50 years. We have never wronged anybody, not once. We weren't mad. No, uh, let me take that back. We were mad. We were upset. I was angry. I, but thankfully we opened back up today and we were able to open back up, but sometimes other places aren't that fortunate. So that's why I'm telling people to channel, channel their anger in a more positive manner. Keep protesting, keep fighting for what's right. Keep fighting for equal rights for all individuals, not just certain. Keep fighting against the systematic racism that still exists today. And for those people that think that systematic racism doesn't exist, let me tell you something. It does. Okay? It does. I went to a magnet school in the school district of Philadelphia. Supposedly, I went to the, one of the top schools in the city. Let me tell you something. Okay? At the time, I went to high school from 2008 to 2012. So that was President Barack Obama's reign. Our textbook said that George H.W. Bush was the president. Now, you tell me something, that something ain't right with that. George H.W. Bush was the president. That's what our textbook said. And system, systematic racism doesn't exist. You know, kids in the suburbs don't get a better education than us kids in, a, in urban cities. Are you kidding me? Oh, there's a big difference. Huge difference. But I like the direction that everything is going. I like the direction where, you know, some institutes are going like, where I met you guys at Montgomery County Community College, I, I thank them. I thank the way that their culture is set up. I haven't ran into one person there that I've ever had a problem with. You had people from opposite ends of the spectrum coming together in unity as one. That that culture that they that they culti cultivated there, that's the culture that needs to be cultivated throughout the United States. Unity. We must come together as one people, as one body. We must work together. We must stand for each other. If one person falls down, have some. I need somebody to help me get back up. I need that support. That's what we have to do as individuals. Black people, white people, Asians, Hispanics, all origins of life. We all need to have each other's back. Because at the end of the day, you cut each of us, we all bleed red. We are all the same person. That's my piece about it. Well, T, again, so much to break down there from what you said. Uh, so much good information that, uh, you know, myself, Chris, uh, Tanner, we were all able to hear, obviously. And um, I, I just want to add, uh, we can go some, again, like we can go so many different directions of, uh, off of this topic. I'm like, what I want to do, I, I guess what we could start with since it's so recent is just Drew Brees' comments, you know, being so, um, you know, popular in the NFL. Um, T, obviously, being such a big football guy. Um, I just feel like just, and I'm sure uh, Chris and uh, Tanner agree, just the timing of it was, was bad. Yeah. I know he didn't really come out and say uh, anything as far as racism. Like, he didn't use that word. Um, but, again, he did mention the kneeling. Um, and Ka Colin Kaepernick, obviously – 
um, kneeled for, um, you know, a few, I think it was a few seasons. I know at least one season. Um, and then obviously when Brees comes out and makes those comments as he did yesterday, um, just bad timing. And uh, obviously his teammates even come out and uh, it's not surprising to see yeah. uh, Tanner. Uh, you can take, you could take it here. I, I know Brees, he, uh, he yeah. came out and, and then apologized again today. I'm sure he didn't mean any disrespect behind it, but your thoughts on the whole matter. Well, it's a familiar um, thing that we've said last show. The ti- it's the title of our last show. It's bad timing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Drew Brees. He does have. He has a strong opinion, but the flag, as do a lot of other people's, and the topic goes can uh, for some people can go either way, and it's um, controversial in that matter. But I, the timing of of saying it is just wrong. And as Malcolm Jenkins corrected Drew Brees, he, he says he looks up to him, but um, he, he did um, use some choice words to, to put Drew Brees in his place. And I think it's obviously it's good that Drew Brees is apologizing. And I'm sure now he knows that it, it's, the timing was just terrible. Like we mentioned uh, last week on Bryce Harper bringing up uh, a money dispute uh, in a time when people are really suffering uh, for money. And now Bree's bringing this up during a time where people are uh, really struggling, going out there and protesting um, for their rights and for him to bring something up like that. It's just bad time. Yeah, uh, Chris, uh, I'll throw it to you now. I mean, anything uh, you can touch on the Bree subject or anything to you said in general and your thoughts on, on what, what we've heard. Uh, you know, so far throughout the first half hour of the show. I mean, yeah, like I under I understand what he's saying, but I mean, just like you T- and Tanner already said, just it's not the time to say something like that. It's in such a just a crucial time, um, and I, I appreciate that he immediately apologized. And you know, I I watched you know. I've been following closely to, you know, what Malcolm Jenkins has been posting on his Instagram and, you know, just, just cause, you know, I, I'm personally such, you know, a big fan of Malcolm Jenkins. Like he's who he's a guy I look to in these situations and, you know, just seeing how it, how it hit him, you know, it, it really like, like especially I, as a teammate. I, yeah, you know, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, because when when I read it personally, I said, "Man, that seems like not a smart thing to say." But it, it you know, seeing what Malcolm had to say, it, it you know, it just really opens my eyes to how just wrong it was in the moment. And like, yeah. you, and like you saw the pain in Malcolm Jenkins' face. Like he had to stop himself from crying a couple times. You know, 100%. as he was saying, you know, he was saying you know how drew how wrong drew Brees' comments were and like i said before i respect drew Brees' opinion and i know that's not the popular thing to say but i respect drew Brees' opinion but i will also counter it with the fact that once again i had family members that fought in that war too but they did not get the the hero's welcome that they deserved so you know we live in two different worlds unfortunately and the thing about it is, Drew, I, I need you to see things from another person's standpoint of view. It's the reason why I did speak for as long as I did, because I wanted to I wanted to to paint a picture 
of what the average black person sees on a daily basis. What we've gone through, what we see, what we experience. So, you know, for him to say say it, for him to say those comments, it's pretty clear that he doesn't see. And that's the thing. Like, it's not just him. There's a lot of people that have that kind of mentality. So, you know, it's it's up to us to educate these people, to educate, you know, the individuals who think like this. It is nothing. Listen, there's nothing wrong with, you know, their thoughts. It Look, it's their opinion. That's that's fine. I, I have no problem with you speaking your opinion, but. You need to be educated as to everything that's going on before you go ahead and open your mouth and say something like that, especially at a time like this. Yeah, Breeze. I mean, listen, from what I took from it was um, he mentioned his his grand. I think he mentioned his grandfather who fought in the war. Um, and I, it almost thought like his thought process, I think, when he was speaking was almost military esque. You know, I think you know, he mentioned how when he looked at the stars and the stripes, you know, it made him think of the war and then how he had family members who fought in it. Um, and, and I think what he meant to say um, was that, you know, people who kneel during the national anthem, like he, he doesn't respect that because he thinks maybe it disrespects the, the people fighting every day for our lives. Um, but again, when, when you have what's going on outside, um, you know, in the streets protesting and all that stuff um, to even answer the question. And again, my question is, you know, in a time like this, why put yourself out there? You know, why accept, I think the interview was with Yahoo. Why accept the interview? You know, you know, the guys are going to ask you some personal questions like that. Why would you go out in a time like this and put your opinions out there? You know, um, especially being a figure that we are, you know, us, you know, trying to learn things here and, and talk about it. You know, we have our own opinions, but Drew Brees is, you know, being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, um, millionaire, things like that. You know, obviously everybody follows him, um, millions of followers on Instagram. Um, people look up to this guy, um, especially, you know, in the NFL and to come out and just, you know, not say the right thing um, and even take the interview. I get it. You know, he wants to, you know, try to speak his mind and show, you know, that he's, you know, a strong public public figure, um, you know, but um, just when he said it and how he said it, I think is key, you know, how he said it, and how it came off is is the reason why when you're a strong public figure as big as drew Brees, like the last thing you need to be saying it's something insensitive like that and the timing once again was just horrible this ain't this ain't the time i do want to ask you this question um you know obviously we started out as far as the four officers um you know three of them were not arrested originally one was Mm -hmm. third degree murder recently as, as as most as recently as yesterday i believe um the one officer who actually had the knee on george floyd's neck uh his charge was upgraded to a second uh second second degree yes yeah second degree and then uh the the other three um were also charged as well um so basically i think all of us here have the same question and um that is you know protesting how long um does this happen you know we still see protesting going. We see peaceful, but we also do still see looting, um, which I think we all disagree with because um, it's not really. I mean, I understand people are very angry, but not saying that's the right way to go about it. Um, but it has to happen. I heard a lot of people um, on sports radio, even you know in Philadelphia, um, people say that you know these guys have to get put behind bars. These guys have to get charged. 
Now, two days ago, these guys weren't charged. At least three of the four officers weren't charged. Now that they are, do you think that things are going to change here as far as maybe there's going to be less violent protesting? Well, Max, uh, I just want to say just um, at uh, around 5.30, I got a notification from a a petition I signed earlier this week that, yeah, indeed, that all, all cops were now charged in the murder of George Floyd. So... Um, as you were going about how the protests need to go, I, I still feel like people still are going to express um, what they believe in. And I don't know if this will, uh, you were saying it'll, it'll kind of change the way people are going about the protest. I'm not mm-hmm. sure that um, it will, because on, on both sides of the protest, there's, there's uh, violence uh, going about the protest, but this is, it's a step towards justice. Um, yeah, of course. And, um, now people can start to feel that their voices are being heard mm-hmm. and that these petitions and um, all the sharing of um, just messages and stuff like that is um, going towards the right direction and people are starting to listen to that. Of course. Now, without getting too political here, um, I know that the, the election is coming up in, in November. Um, I'm sure there's going to be protesting that's going to continue um, into the summer. And I also want to bring in the coronavirus factor into all of this. I mean, I do think, at least in my opinion, part of these protests and how big they are is because, you know, people have been quarantined for, for mm-hmm. two months now, you know. Um, obviously, not everybody is, you know, just going out of the house, oh, well, let's go protest. You know, there's so many people, myself included, are passionate about the subject who want to learn more and, and learn more about, you know, the topic of racism and, and, and how I can help and how we can all, you know, help, um, you know, educate ourselves. Um, about the past and for the future, but um, how how do you guys think as far as the length of this period? You know, if there was a, a new president elected, um, will that change the fact? You know, uh, would 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 these these people, these four officers being behind bars now, change the fact that maybe there'll be decreased protesting, or do you think this is going to be uh, something that's just going to be continuous in bit different parts of the country and maybe even at different times as well? Well, Max, that's a big question um question kind of walking on thin ice because you're talking mm. about two uh, uh presidential candidates um of course yeah I, I, are, um, we're not a political show you know obviously right. we're not a political show yeah. but um you know just you know and t t especially it's going to add on to this do you think mm. as, as an african-american um what's your opinions on on what has to what, what has to change um you know what can change really where, where do you, where do we start so here, here here's my thing um while I'm happy that the officers that were involved in the George Floyd murder murder are um, getting the justice that they deserve. They are getting the charges that they deserve. But the thing about it was they didn't get charged immediately. Right. It, it mm-hmm. took, yeah, definitely. it true. took a protest. It took us to finally raise our voices. It took us to finally start yelling and be like, Hey, yo, this ain't, right seriously Uh you had you killed a man in cold blood and the man said that he can't breathe and in order for these protests to stop if you want these protests to stop then two things need to happen well three if you involve voting getting the right officials the officials that you think for your agenda are going you know have your uh, best interests at heart Voting is number one. 
Number two, police reformation. The way police in urban cities interact with us as individuals. Okay. The thing about it is the reason why we don't trust the police is because we don't see the police unless something bad happens. And then when something bad happens, here's the thing. Another thing, unfortunately, that follows all African-Americans. It's the presumption of guilt. We walk around with that stigma all the time and the police approach us about that with that uh, with that mentality each and every single time. I'm going to tell you a story. Two times I've been stopped by the police. Now, thankfully, I've had my grandmother with me the entire time. But both now I got stopped because my brake light was out. But both of those times that I got stopped, that officer walked up to my vehicle with his hand like this here. Already ready, just in case something bad happens. Why are you walking up to my vehicle like that with that mentality? You're already presuming that something bad is going to happen. In your mind, you're already thinking something negative is going to happen. And that mentality has to stop. So police reformation, that needs to happen as well. And until the, 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 until the relationship between urban city, urban, urban city livers and the police is fixed, it's not going to happen. And let's move on to number three. There needs to be some sort of penalty or some sort of immediate action when an officer kills any individual, period. There doesn't need to be any message about, oh, he's getting a paid vacation or paid leave or anything like that. No, that person or desk or they're on desk duty. No, what needs to happen is... If there is injustice, if if there if something happens and the family that is wrong feel as though there was an injustice happen, then that officer needs to be removed from his position. His badge needs to be taken. And like us, like people who get convicted, they need to go through a full criminal investigation as to exactly what happened. And that's just my two piece about it. So until, until, you know, first off, until black men stop getting killed and there's no immediate action about it, these protests are going to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Tanner, go ahead. I think yeah. we might share the same opinion here. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to add on uh, to what T's saying and um, tell the viewers that we're going to wrap this up soon or we'll have to change the category of our show. But, um, <laughs> I just want to add that T mentioned voting. And I think that's um, very important is the education of voting and uh, for people to really understand what they're voting for, uh, who they're yeah, voting for. And the media is very dangerous, especially in today's world. Uh, people could see something on the explore page and now believe that and then tell their friends that and it spreads someone could just have made that news up so it's, mm-hmm. it's very dangerous you have to check multiple sources and i know and i know a few people that aren't even registered to vote and i think it's very important to you know um there's people that weren't allowed to vote uh we talked to t t mentioned this earlier yeah. um and use your I voice think, you know use yeah, your voice. i think it's very important to have the ability to vote you don't even have to vote for uh 
a particular uh i know this this election is going to be um biden and trump you don't even have to vote for either of those two you can vote for yourself Mm -hmm. as long as you're out there voting and having your voice heard uh that that's what's important to me is just having the ability to 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 vote yeah tanner i definitely agree oh chris go ahead yeah go ahead yeah no something i also wanted to add uh to what t said um when it comes to police uh uh reformation uh i i I forget where i saw the stat but i saw the stat uh generalizing the typical course of the police academy and the the numbers show that they train in action situations uh with a gun about 79 80 percent of the time and they only train on interactions with people about 12% of the time. And I understand that you need to teach these people going to the police academy, how to use a gun, but you also need to teach these people how to interact with the people that you're supposed to be protecting, protecting. And if you, if you, if you can't learn to communicate with people in general, it doesn't, skin color is completely irrelevant to, interacting with people and communicating with people if that is uh, that is such an important skill that i don't think that i personally think is not focused on upon enough with the law enforcement yeah that's uh, just chris i i agree i think um you know you have to be able to diffuse the situation you know that's the goal of officers going in there um you know, and usually when every time they get some, they get a call, um, it's obviously something, there's a problem, you know, they, they, they're walking into something that's bad. And um, it's just a shame because, you know, not all officers are horrible. They're, they're not all bad people. Um, just, man, I was just almost brought, brought to tears just watching the video. I mean, the officer um, just on, on kneeling on them. And um, obviously all those bystanders just can't do anything about it. You know, they're yelling, they're telling them to get off, obviously. Because um, those bystanders really get involved in their lives are on the line. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a shame, and I, I'm glad. That, I mean, now that we have video and everything like that, but I'm just glad that you know, from a sports standpoint, you know, athletes are speaking out, and it's all people that we've looked up to growing up. Um, you know, LeBron James, from uh, even Stephen Jackson, who who was a friend of George Floyd's, and he's been protesting in Minneapolis um, where the where the death of George Floyd occurred, um, and it's just great to see you know everybody. Um, you know, just being passionate about the subject because it's, because it's really important. And, um, you know, I just like how everybody has come together. And I'm glad that um, everybody is using their voice, you know, by protesting and Tanner being a part of it um, is, is, is great. You know, I, I definitely, um, you know, respect that to, to go out and, and to protest. I think, um, you know, the more people who do it and the more people who show that they're passionate and use their voice, you know, that's a start. Like, like T, T mentioned, you know, we have to start. Um, somewhere and and by protesting and fighting for justice is definitely a start. I agree wholeheartedly. So so I do want to because we only have about I say about ten minutes left here. Do want to touch on on some sports topics um, to end the show today, yeah. and I want to touch on it with Chris. Um, Chris, we'll start first with NHL coming back, um, and the Flyers are in. You know, which oh, is yeah. great. You know, thankfully, um, you know we'll have we'll have hockey, we'll have playoff hockey. And, and I'll watch anything at this point. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just, um, finally, in one episode where T is not bad mouthing hockey. So, quite yucking my yum. We got to watch uh, golf um, 
is that a, a week ago or so with uh, I found that enjoyable. That was enjoyable to watch. It was enjoyable. It was just enjoyable to watch Peyton Manning just badmouth Tom Brady. That was yeah. the best part of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very I'll bring Nick Foles as my caddy. <laughs> that was amazing. No, but yeah, no, Max, I dude, honestly, you know, the something that a lot of people are worried about with with all the sports at this point is uh, whoever wins the championship is they're going to have the asterisk like, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. this situation. Uh, but th- this is going to be like the toughest playoffs because potentially you have to go through five rounds. Of- yeah, I was going to ask you that. Can you can you yeah. explain like, the, do you know the format? Can would you be able to oh, explain yeah. it? Yeah. No. Uh, so. To my understanding, it's a you know it's a twenty-four team playoff system, and the top four teams in each the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference get a first round bye, and right. the Flyers are just squeaked in are the fourth seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the fourth seed in the East, so they're getting that first round bye. The remaining uh, eighteen te- yeah eighteen teams. Mm. If my math is correct there. No, 16 oh, wait, teams. No, 16, 16, 16 teams. teams. Yes. The remaining 16 teams are going to play in a five-game series. That's and, the five. And, uh, yeah. And uh, to my Ooh, understanding, yeah! the teams that lose in the, the five-game series are then added into the draft lottery, which I honestly hate because mm. that means a team like – the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, I was, I was going a whole different direction. There, <laughs> oh, no, no. A team that is insanely good that loses three games could get the first overall yeah. pick because, mm-hmm. of course, it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. And um, I was going for, like, the Devils or a, te- a, a poor team would get robbed of, like, the first-round pick. Oh, no. I, way well, work. I hope they don't get it either. We know it's but, hard. <laughs> but, yeah, no. So the way that I've seen the bracket set up is the Flyers would be playing the winner of – Pittsburgh and Montreal. And okay. so that, and I mean, if I'm being honest, in my fantasy of winning the cup, I want to do it going through freaking Pittsburgh because I hate them with wow. every fiber of my being. And it would just be great. Uh, <laughs> now, I don't know if this is confirmed, but I also heard something about the top four seed teams playing a round robin themselves. That's what I, yeah, I heard of that. Too yeah, I heard well. that too. I don't know if that's true, though. I don't know. I think that might have been a, they. They said best of seven, the round robin, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know that. That that's something. Something that's not set in stone. If they right. did do that, they would play the Bruins, which I think would be good for them because it's the best team in the freaking league. Right. Yep. And um, good point. And uh, I mean, I think it's going to be crazy just because you know there's no go- there's not going to be any home advantage, and it's right. just going to be because. They're going it's gonna to be tough, man. Yeah, no pr- they, practicing, big layoff. Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. be practicing, but, but not a lot. And um, yeah, and just with they they haven't decided on hub cities yet, but I'd imagine they would choose Vegas mm-hmm. and probably fl- somewhere in Florida, just because that's yeah. where everyone else is going. Right. Um, but it, it's it's going to be interesting because they also have the, the even though there's no home team they're still right. applying the um like the last change rule and all that stuff for the home team oh. and uh yeah it's going to be crazy just cuz 20 n- nothing like this has ever happened 24 teams uh, yeah I, it really just, is nuts and you know a team like and i'll just say this real quick like a team like buffalo is being screwed just because 
they had games in hand and like if they played those games in hand Where they, they could have been, been in this but whoever the 25th team is is definitely getting screwed oh yeah all <laughs> oh yeah i just so. i i just like you know like i said i don't want some set in stone playoff team like pittsburgh losing right. and getting the it's first ridiculous. overall pick just because that's something that god would definitely do to me. <laughs> Well, that's I guess the good news here is that the Flyers are in the playoffs, and we're, we're going to yes. have playoff yes. hockey in that's Philly. That's the important so, part. Uh, that'll be fun. Wait. I want to touch the last topic of the night here. I want to touch on on the NBA. You know, I don't think it's set in stone yet. It even may be more confusing than than HL. They're <laughs> yeah, saying thirteen is. teams in the West and now about. nine in the East. Is yeah, that correct, like what? It's a twenty-two team uh, uh, playoff seating. I think it's twenty-nine of the thirty teams voted. Um, the Trailblazers were the one team that did not want to approve. Uh, the training will start uh, July 9th through the 11th, and they're looking to start off July 31st. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're thinking it'll end around October 12th. And that means the next season starts just the 1st of December. Yeah, and that's crazy. You know, another thing to add on to that is that the NBA draft, I believe, is now October 15th. So if you have that first-round rookie – they're coming I'm in, sick of this. And what, what are you telling me? They have a week to learn the system? Is that is that what I'm hearing here? Um, am I, am I, are they really going to have a week to get their their you know their plays or their, their teammates? You know, you can't do all that in one week. You can't you know get that cohesiveness in one week. So and then, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And then here's another thing. Once again, these guys have been laid off for unteen months. Man, these games are going to look sloppy. You're going to see yeah. LeBron James yeah. airballing a fadeaway shot, and we're just going to be like, <laughs> how the king stinks, we knew it. T, let me tell you, the greats are still going to be the greats, and the Sixers are still going to stink. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell you right now. I, I think, um, I mean, I mentioned this a little bunch bit ago. Of low lives. Right now, I'd already be over the Sixers blowing their shot at it once again. <laughs> already saying, uh, our new coach's name and uh, who we need to get in a free agency, Dario Sarge, uh, could be a possibility. But, you know, now I have to go through all this again. I can't wait to see it. Joel Embiid sitting on the sideline because he's too tired. Uh, you understand what I'm saying to you? Chick-fil-A. I yeah, can't wait. Tough. I will say ben this. Ben it's Simmons is be... the only player uh, really going out there and playing. It'll be fun, <laughs> though. You know, you got to think about how, how it's just going to shake out. You know, an odd number of teams in, in each conference. And, uh, you know, there's going to be Eastern Conference teams playing Western Conference teams, and we'll see how it all shake out. But, again, listen, it looks like uh, if, that's how, if that's the direction they go, I know it's not set in yeah. stone yet, but if that's the direction NBA goes, it could – or we could wind up the Sixers. I'm I'm talking about here. End up playing the Celtics in round one. Well, let me tell you guys um, the race before we we end the show. The mm-hmm. race for the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Magic has the eighth seed right now, but Correct. the Wizards are five and a half games behind. And the Grizzlies in the Western Conference have the eighth seed with the Trailblazers three and a half. Pelicans also the same amount behind with the Kings behind. And the Spurs are four, and the Suns are six behind. So how do they shake out each each uh, you know third of thirteen in the West and the thirteen and the nine in the East? That those teams aren't all gathered up um, and, and so set, right? I have the article right here. It says the current sixteen uh, playoff teams, along with the Trailblazers, the Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, and Wizards, will play eight regular season games apiece at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando in order to determine the playoff seating. Mm. So uh, there are now, teams like the Heat and the 
Pacers and the Sixers are already automatically in. Is that correct? Right. Uh, yeah, and this okay. is all according to uh, Josh uh, Weinstein. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot to read about right now, and we're we're kind of starting to get adjusted to it. It says under the new format, the number eight seed in both Eastern and Western Conference will automatically clinch a playoff spot if it leads the number nine seed by more than four games at the end of the regular season. Hmm. Okay, so you said about an eight-game, eight nine-game regular season? Yeah. Like, yep. so. I know Damian it'll be, it'll be a quick shootout to see who, uh, yeah, yeah, who it, can it's get It's going to be Damian, interesting. I know Damian Lillard has already voiced his opinion. He's like, man, I don't want to play no pointless game just for me not to make well, the playoffs. Well, the Trailblazers were the team that did not vote for it. So, Yeah. Uh, and probably Damian Lillard had a big reason uh you know why they didn't vote for it. So, T, um, <laughs> if that if that if that's anything else you want to add before the end of the show, that that should about wrap it up for us. All right, hey, listen, you guys missed any of this episode? You can always go to Philly Dash Experience Simplecast dot com. Available on all major platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, the entire nine. And look, I, I implore. I think all of us can say that we implore everybody that's protesting to just stay safe. And please adhere to the curfew because, as you can see, they're not playing fair. So, I second that. Please yeah. just wear your masks too. Yes, please. Because yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm concerned about that too. What's the matter with y'all? Seriously, <laughs> wear your mask, man. Like seriously, yeah. no, because that that's the one thing that threw me off. I'm sorry. On a joking matter, wear your masks, people. Please, we still we're still under I agree. Please. and love each other. Yes, with the mask on. <laughs> Don't hug me. Don't hug me. I, I don't trust everybody. <laughs> they might have the virus, right, the beverage. I don't know. Stay safe. Take care. Safe.